When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Want to Hear Something Weird. I'm Laura. I'm Tom. And when we come across strange stories, we love sharing them with one another. So now we're inviting you, the listener, to indulge in the curiosity for bizarre and unexplained things along with us. So, Tom, mm-hmm. want to hear something weird? I'd love to hear something weird. I am going to tell you the story today about Don Decker. Okay. Already sounds like a fake man. <laughs> He he works the power. in an ad agency on Madison Avenue <laughs> in the 60s. Uh, he had the power to make it rain. Like uh, he was rich? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't appear that he was. Okay. Uh, he seemed like a regular man. So and ha- where did he get all the money he used to make it rain? What? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Are you telling me he didn't use money to make There's it rain? There's absolutely no money involved. So it was actual rain. Yes. He could make it rain. He could make it rain. Okay. So I'm g- getting the sense from you that you're feeling like this is pretty unbelievable. Well. And uh-huh. fair and fair enough. Uh-huh. But this case has nine very credible witnesses who actually saw this happen. Okay. And I found this story because it's a pretty notorious Unsolved Mysteries episode. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. From like the original run of Unsolved Mysteries, presumably. Indeed. Yes. Not to disparage the new episodes, I think are great too. We're big fans of Unsolved Mysteries over here. So the story takes place in February of 1983 in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, a place that you and I have been. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that place. And don't tell me this is why Robert Stack always had that raincoat on. But yes, <laughs> because, because this he, guy. It, could, it could rain at any point <laughs> because they were trying to solve this mystery <laughs> and he thought maybe this guy's going to make it rain on. Uh huh. And the story centers around a young man who is 21 years old named Don. Okay. What year was this again? Sorry. 1983. Okay. Now, Don was in prison for four to 12 months for receiving stolen property. So he's, he's got a short prison sentence, mm-hmm. but he's out on furlough in order to attend his grandfather's funeral. Okay. And the story comes out that after his grandfather passed away, that Don comes forward and, and says that his grandfather had abused him since he was a child okay so this is a very emotionally yeah heightened time and Mm -hmm. no one else in the family knew about this yeah 
So following the funeral, he it sounds as though he's he's got like a little bit of time before he needs to return to prison. Just kind of like, you know. He asked for the day and they told him, take the week. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> so he stays with some friends named Bob and Jeannie Kiefer. Okay. Bob and Jeannie live in a house in, like I said, Strasburg. And mm-hmm. they, the first night that Don comes to visit with them to stay with them is is the night of the funeral following Mm -hmm. the funeral and he don was upstairs in their upstairs bathroom getting ready for dinner and he suddenly felt confused and strange and felt as like all the air had been like sucked out of the room okay and he fell down and had a vision of an old man who was laughing and wearing a crown in the bathroom window and then he had deep scratches on that appeared all of a sudden on his wrist okay so some kind of uh Scratching Ghost King. Yes. <laughs> Later, after you know Don and his friends had dinner, Don mm-hmm. starts to feel like very, like a very deep chill, and almost at the same time, water began to drip from the ceiling, and he fell into sort of like a trance. Okay. So probably around this time, uh, his friends are regretting letting their <laughs> friend from prison stay the night with them. So Bob and Jeannie, you know, are kind of like, this must be pipes. This must be like, maybe something's running upstairs. So they're kind of running around trying to figure out what, where it's coming from. There's a leak Wondering if, right. They're, they're like, they must have a leak, but they cannot find the source of the leak. Mm -hmm. So they call. And it's not raining outside, presumably. It's not raining outside. Mm -hmm. So because they're unable to find the source of the water, they tell, they, they give their landlord a call and his name is Ron. Mm Mm-hmm. And he comes over and he comes in and sees the rain and thinks that, yeah, again, like, okay, there's got to be like crazy piping. But he's running around thinking, well, there are no pipes in the front part of the house, which is where this mm-hmm. is happening. It's really contained in the living room yeah. of the house. I so really he- think about that. But I guess, yeah, pipes don't like run all throughout a house. Yeah. I remember the time I realized that in most places, you know, like bathrooms are all in the same place on on different floors because of the piping. Oh, yeah. They're usually just kind of right above one another. Hmm. If you ever need to find the bathroom on a different floor, check where it is on the first floor first. (laughs) (laughs) So no pipes in the front of the house. Makes sense. And at this point, the friend Bob and the landlord are running around. Jeannie, the the other friend, is finding pots and pans to kind of like collect collect water. Don is still sitting there in a trance. <laughs> and the landlord said he he appears on Unsolved Mysteries. A, a lot of these a lot of these people do appear okay. in interviews. He said that he realized it wasn't only coming down from the ceiling, that it was actually coming from all over. So it was coming from like the floor up. It was mm. coming from the walls aside. Like it was just the physics. Everything wasn't was making. getting real damp. Yeah. Well, it was coming from all over all these different directions, not mm. like just top down. Okay. And he couldn't find any leaks. So he calls his wife and then he calls the police. Mm-hmm. Every, they all come over. There's two patrolmen that also, again, appear on Unsolved Mysteries. And the first one walks in. He cannot. He's like, I'm speechless. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so he calls his partner in and he said to his partner, I, I want you to walk in the house. And this partner says, well, you have to explain to me what I'm walking yeah. into here. And he's yeah. like, I, just trust me and walk in. And he came in and he just, he was 
pelted with water. He, he said he was just absolutely pelted with water. So again, he's describing how these, these drops are defying physics. They're coming in all different directions, not just from like the ceiling so down. Like a, like a fire hose, it sounds like at this point, or a sprinkler or something. Something. Yeah. Or a demon. <laughs> but it was freaking them out at this point. Yeah. Like this is weird. It, it, it was a lot of it. It wasn't just coming from one contained spot. I mean, it was mm. the entire room was just getting drenched. And they... They said, yeah, they realized it's contained in the living room, which is also where Dawn was at this point. Mm -hmm. Still in the trance. Yes. Okay. Still in the trance. So all of this is happening. This is, you know, at this point, hours have gone by. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure things out and they just can't. There's just this rain is just nonstop. And they're spooked. They're all Mm -hmm. pretty spooked. They live across the street from a restaurant and the owner of the restaurant came over and also witnessed the rain mm-hmm. and kind of says to Bob and Jeannie, the, you know, the, the, the couple that live in the house, you know, you guys should come over to the restaurant, like take a break from being in the rain. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> um, dinner on me. <laughs> and it looks like it was a, a pizza joint. Okay. And so the police end up leaving to, to go back to, re- to report this to their chief of police mm-hmm. and everybody else goes to who's, this restaurant. He's probably going to ask for their badge and guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Don, Jeannie, and Bob head over to the restaurant. The landlord and his wife stay behind and they said as soon as Don left, the rain stopped. Oh, so Don went to the restaurant. Yes. Oh, okay. Huh. So the and guess what happens at the restaurant? Starts raining. You got it. Oh, that guy's going to regret uh, inviting them over. <laughs> it was a woman. It was a woman, woman that, owned a, that owned a pizza place. Wow. And she thinks, like, she's spooked and is like, he's got to be possessed. Yeah. And she begins to, she goes over to her cash register, which has a, she has a cross or a crucifix in the in the cash register or, next or like to it, it or yeah. something and puts it on Don mm-hmm. and it burns his skin. Mm, never a good sign. And this kind of convinced her that he was possessed and she told Bob and Jeannie, you know, you have to call the church and have like, mm-hmm. you know, have the yeah. church have someone look at it. Yeah. Visit with him or she said that there's no way anybody could have you know, played a joke like that, that it was, mm-hmm. that she was certain it was real. And she thought that Don was call it was causing it without even realizing it. Yeah. Well, pre- I'm guessing at this point, like he's still kind of in a trance, like still kind of not, not, right. not super responsive, not, not completely himself. Yeah. They were able to like get him across the street, but he's still out of it. Right. We just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening. Want to hear something weird is a new podcast and we're trying to get the word out about the show and reach listeners who like good stories about weird stuff. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love if you could subscribe and take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Five star ratings really help to surface our show to new listeners. And if you really want to help the podcast, writing up a little review with that rating uh, goes a, a very long way. That would be amazing. Thank you. We're also super excited to hear from our listeners. You can tweet at us at wanna hear pod or follow us on Instagram at wanna hear pod. 
But really, we'd love any feedback, comments, or suggestions you want to email our way. We're at wantahearpod at gmail.com. If you want to email an audio note, we just might play your voice on an upcoming episode. So later, he's, you know, Don is also in this episode of Unsolved Mysteries telling the story. Oh, okay. So it's it's very it's a very interesting episode. And he said that he believed he was, you know, responsible at this point. He was like, yeah. well, this is happening everywhere that I am. And yeah. it's a it's been like a full 24 hours at this point. Mm-hmm. And he thought like the, the fact that it happened in the restaurant too, it was like, okay, this wasn't just contained at the house. It's yeah. something weird happening there. Well, like, and, it's following and- me. And did he kind of have any uh, recollection of, yeah. of of like what he was feeling when that was going on? Well, Why he, he was like out of it? He felt like all like he felt just chilled and that all the air mm-hmm. had been sucked out of the room is how he described it. Like he just felt strange. Yeah. And he. Well, it's nice that he like owns up to it. He's like, look. Some weird stuff happened last night, and uh, I got to be honest, the whole time it was happening, I felt extremely weird. <laughs> so I think that combined with the fact that it followed me from one location to the other, I, you know what, guys, I'll uh, own up to it. I think it might be me. So they leave the restaurant, head back to the house, and mm. the landlord and his wife are there. Do you know if they got anything to go? You know, I, I don't. Because I kind of imagine... Don probably like wasn't really eating while he was uh, possessed. While he while he was possessed, and also it was raining, so you never want to soggy eat. pizza. Yeah, you don't want to eat soggy pizza. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a great question. Though. Yeah, like oily pizza, that's bad, but watery pizza, even worse. Even worse. It's the last thing you want. So they head back over, and the landlord and his wife are there, and they're kind of like, "We need to confront Don." He's causing this like (laughs) this is a weird prank and it needs to stop. Right. And at that point, pots and pans on the stove start to rattle Uh and Don is levitated off of the floor as if he was like floating. Okay, so that probably they were probably like, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow (laughs) with them. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna uh, head home. Yeah, you know uh, what? Uh, I think it's fine for tonight. <laughs> but Don describes it as like he felt like it was a push, but it wasn't like someone taking a hand pushing him. It was almost like being pushed all over his body at once. Okay, so just like pressure everywhere, and that yeah like rose him into the air. And he said, "Quote: I'm a big guy, you know. I've always been assertive, and that made me." That made me feel like a newborn. Yeah. So this kind of convinced everyone in this group, like, okay, this is demonic. And yeah, yeah, this isn't some uh, prank Don's been spending the last four months in jail coming up with. (laughs) So the police return this Mm. time with the police chief and the chief got to the house. He came in and was, you know, hit with all this water. (laughs) <laughs> just like everyone just, else had been. I'm just imagining him opening up like, all right, you idiots, I'll get to the bottom of this, opening up the door and it just being a comical flood of water, <laughs> like blowing him off the porch. I kind of picture it more like a car wash, but maybe in okay. like a little less intense yeah. pressure. Uh, 
like in the show, they obviously recreate it. Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. It kind of just it looks like outside rain. Yeah. Come in- inside. But I'm thinking because it's kind of happening from all these different angles that mm-hmm. it is a little bit more like a car wash like coming in. The I, walls and the floor and everything. Well, you know this, but I, I interned for America's Most Wanted. And I remember one recreation we did at the time. It was supposed to be Tennessee in the summer. But there was a foot of snow on the ground. So they just had the guy uh, take his shirt off while he was riding a motorcycle <laughs> to imply that it was summertime, even though there was water. So I don't necessarily trust snow, yeah. snow. I don't necessarily trust like 90s era unsolved mysteries uh, or, or 80s to faithfully recreate <laughs> what happened that night. The thing unsolved mysteries often will try to shoot on location of where the incident happened and often for better or for worse include oh the yeah people that's, that were involved yeah that's right because yeah a lot of times in the reenactments people are very bad and then you see them in the interview and you go oh okay i yeah. get it. <laughs> you're yeah. like why'd they hire such a bad actor i get it's just a recreation but. yeah so the chief after he so he went in he got pelted by the water and he completely dismisses the incident said it it's nothing not a police issue and tells the other officers like don't even file a report don't talk about it yeah this is like a plumbing issue <laughs> so he completely dismisses it the other police officers who was interviewed in the episode says like you know he thinks the police chief felt like he was put on the spot and mm-hmm. everyone was expecting him to be able to come in and have an answer, and he obviously yeah. didn't. So he's really like the the one that notoriously has not come forward, like, with, like talked as about a his experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean that I get it. You know, he he's he's got nothing. He came in, he saw it, and he's like, "This isn't a crime." Yeah, I the, I, I don't know what you want us to do. Right, it's a plumbing issue or something supernatural. In either case, not under the police's purview. Right. So the following day, three mm-hmm. officers completely ignore the chief's orders and yeah. come back to investigate because they're like invested now. They're yeah. curious. This yeah, they saw some really crazy. weird. They've stuff They've never happening. come across anything like this. Where did this happen again? Oh, Strasburg, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, one of the police officers gives Don a cross, a, again, another crucifix to hold. And mm. he said, Don says, it's burning my hands. And the officer takes it back and, and says, it was hot. Wow. Okay. All of a sudden, Don's lifted up off the ground and flies across the room with a force as though a bus had hit him. Okay. And there are claw marks on the side of his neck. So... It seems like when people, obviously when there's like very heightened things, like something like bringing a crucifix out mm-hmm. or questioning yeah. him, yeah. it's like he gets violent, it becomes violent. Yeah. So they, finally the the landlords and the friends of, of Don decide it's time to call, try to find someone to perform an exorcism. Mm-hmm. They find, I think she's a pastor or a preacher. Oh, yeah. So not not like a Catholic not a priest. Catholic priest. I mm-hmm. guess they had tried to, and like they were turned down. Yeah, they've got all kinds of like procedures that have to happen before they'll they'll do an exorcism. Right, a lot of bureaucracy. And at this point, this is several days of this kind of continually happening. So 
And Don's probably like, I gotta get this figured out before I go back to jail. Because the other prisoners are not. (laughs) So the preacher comes, prays over Don in the living room. Mm -hmm. Don begins like convulsing wildly. There's like this very strong putrid smell Mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. More rain begins to come down. And then after a while, Don does calm down and it feels like a peaceful feeling came over the house Mm -hmm. the rain stopped and the smell went away and that was the that was the last time the rain ever happened inside that house the rain never came back okay and don seemed at this point to like kind of return to him his old self a happy ending all's well that ends well but not for long so don obviously has furlough ends and needs to return to prison Mm mm-hmm and within a few days, the mysterious rain has returned. Mm. So he had to stay in a cell with another inmate. And the rain began to come out of the floor, the concrete floor of the cell. Okay. Uh-huh. And his, his cellmate is obviously quite freaked out, panics, <laughs> and calls the guard to come and ask to be moved yeah understandable and don at that point realizes he kind of like can control this Mm. he starts to feel powerful okay and his demeanor freaked other inmates out a lot of them like didn't really want to have anything to do with him so some of the guards witnessed the rain and like describe it as having being able to defy gravity because it could like travel up the walls okay. and go sideways to the air, like kind of exactly what was happening at the house. Mm-hmm. And one guard in particular was skeptical and was questioning about it. was like, you're making this up. Like how, how are you doing this? That's a good, and way, to, Don, a good way to get soaked. Asking Don, those kinds of questions. Well, Don says he can, he has the power to control it. Like I, I can make it happen. And the guard's like, well, then prove it by making it rain in the warden's office. Oh, like, boy. At the same time, uh-huh. the warden is sitting at his desk in his office writing a report. And he didn't feel anything unusual at first, but then he noticed he like his shirt started to like droop a uh-huh. little bit. And this is about at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that there's a wet spot on his shirt that's like pretty large okay. that really like is there's really no other explanation for mm-hmm. how it got there kind of quite suddenly so the guard came to talk to the warden about Don mm-hmm. and saw this wet spot there hey warden how'd you get that wet spot yeah <laughs> and the warden and the guard looked down the hall towards Don's cell observed a small ball of water that was heading towards them and the water struck the warden in the chest and then splashed off and the warden is like freaked out yeah he started he's spooked and you know coupled with what this guard is telling him about don's apparent abilities and the guard himself is just like beyond scared yeah he went from skeptical to uh, get me out looking of here. for a new job yeah and they were completely unable to pl- explain what happened. But the, the the warden's trying to approach this in sort of a logical manner and calls mm-hmm. a plumber to look at the, you know. Finally, somebody calls cell. a plumber. <laughs> but the the plumber goes in the cell. He, he kind of becomes upset, <laughs> quickly upset, I'm agitated. imagining this demon getting upset about a plumber the same way you would about Jesus and a cross. 
Yeah. Just being like, now. Yeah. You're ruining my good time. Yeah. So the plumber goes in, he gets upset. He kind of gets upset and and just like turns around and leaves. And he's like, don't call me for this kind of stuff. <laughs> and the warden, mm. did he didn't tell the warden what he saw, but the warden kind of takes this to mean that he the plumber saw something strange happen and was yeah. spooked by it also. So the warden's like, well, this seems supernatural. So mm-hmm. I'm going to call a reverend, mm-hmm. which is what he does. I was hoping you were going to say like, so I'm going to have to call up the supernatural prison and then reveal to me that there's one of those. That would be yeah, pretty neat. So the reverend who is also interviewed in Unsolved Mysteries says mm-hmm. the warden was also so like a lot of these oh, characters okay. wow. in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And the episode was, you know, filmed years after the incident. Mm-hmm. Right. So stuck with them. And, you know, they are sticking with what they their story, too. So. The reverend kind of describes it as, quote, I received a frantic call from a sergeant in the jail and he said, can you come over? We need you. We need your help. So he brought this very meek and mild mannered young man into the room and he was asking for my help. So Don tells the reverend that he can make it rain Mm -hmm. and that when crosses are placed on his body, they burn. And he scares away plumbers. (laughs) Hence, plumbers don't want anything to do with him. And... The reverend kind of, you know, is also taking this as like a skeptic standpoint. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. You need to, you need to admit what you're doing here, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, fess yeah, up. You're, you're freaking everybody out. You're freaking out the squares. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Don's demeanor changed, and that putrid smell came over the room. And Don like raised his hand and rubs his fingers together, like kind of like. Like uh, mm, the money, money, like, yeah, give me some, yeah. Some money. And all of a sudden, it started to rain. Oh, boy. And the reverend opened up the Bible and started pr- like reading to him. And what else can you do? But the Bible never got wet. Oh, okay. Interestingly. Waterproof Bible. And the reverend said, admits, like, I think I was praying more for myself at this point than him because <laughs> he was freaked out. And he prayed, and it was really not, it didn't really take very long, but the rain did stop and he, you know, it subsided. Don sort of like returns to his normal self and he he explains it as like there was this feeling of peace again that mm. kind of came over. And he says, you know, I have no doubt that Don was possessed. He, yeah. you know, they hug, they kind of get teary eyed and he was, Don was like very I'm relieved. not too teary eyed. We don't need any more waterworks. <laughs> He was like, there's just no way a a human could do that in that room. And so Don said that the bizarre occurrences after that Mm. are are over. They kind of just never happened since. It was Mm. really during that very like heightened period of like emotional. Yeah. Like grandfather who abused him dies and no one like knew or believed me. Mm. And, you know, he says that he believes his explanation for what he thinks it is is that it was his grandfather's doing that he abused him in life and then had a chance to abuse him after his death. Right. So he had like a little little waiting waiting time in purgatory before uh, he went to hell. Right. (laughs) He's like, let me use this to uh, keep tormenting my victim. Yeah. Hmm. So the episode of Unsolved Mysteries was filmed and... The production was one of the most 
difficult ones for oh. them to recreate the rain inside. Okay. Like just the the just the practicality and the logistics yeah. of people are drenched and now you have to like okay now take do another take and yeah and there's light dry and you off and, they can't get wet they had to like squeegee off the floor and yeah they they described it as like they actually had the room kind of like on a slant mm-hmm. so the way that oh, the rain so the was water looking would drip yeah. or whatever uh. but on the very last day of filming mm. the crew was staying at a hotel nearby and they woke up and there were two, there was two inches of water in their rooms and in the hallway. Oh, and the hotel workers couldn't explain why. But the director who uh, talks about it later, you know, and other people on the production said, like, maybe Don had something to do with it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But that's all up to our speculation. I, won- I wonder if that, uh, like, freaks like the the crew of unsolved mysteries are they easily freaked out or are they like eh like we do so many of these things yeah i'm kind of thinking it's they do so many like they don't believe a lot of stuff but then something like that happens and probably did freak some of them out a bit so there was a, a video i watched recently it was like kind of brought back a lot of people who had worked on the original show to just kind of talk about the the show yeah. and this episode was one of them which is how i know about this yeah and i mean yes a lot of the episodes were like th- they did a lot of of course not everything they did was paranormal there were yeah. so many things like crimes and then yeah. there were like missing people or long lost loves and yeah like paranormal that. stuff was like a subsection right but they te- i mean the consensus from from these people was sort of like they do they say that the people like experience something like yeah. they met these people and they they could they believe, feel and be- yeah. yeah believe that they've experienced something. Mm-hmm. They're not just you know pulling their leg. Yeah, not just trying to get some of that sweet unsolved mysteries money, right? <laughs> and in you know it's yeah, it sounds like a lot of people would write into the show after they had experiences, like mm-hmm. tell them about it, and the show would a lot of times end up producing those stories. Yeah, so it was almost like healing to people to be able to participate in the production also after they've kind of gone through this really like earth shifting, yeah. life shifting experience. When I worked on uh, America's Most Wanted, one of my jobs as an intern was to like answer the mail. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you they never looked at the mail for oh. any like potential cases. Mm-hmm. That was, I was never instructed like, Oh, I think maybe they told me like, look, if you see, if you find something like really good and you can like Google it and you find anything like corroborating, sure. But other than that, don't bother us with all the, the mail that we get from uh, kooks. So there aren't a whole lot of explanations for what was going on there, except yeah. for this one mm-hmm. that says he was just very sweaty. <laughs> he was just very sweaty. Uh, he spit when he talked. No, there was a, a medical sociologist and a paranormal researcher from New Zealand who mm-hmm. said who examined the case and said that he thought it could this rain could be the result of ice damming and ice damming is when warm air enters an attic and then melts the snow on the roof and kind of, you know, as the temperature drops, ice forms and then that traps the water that that can then leak into the house. And it really happens after major snowstorms Mm -hmm. when the temperatures rise above freezing during the day and then drop at night. And 
at this in in Pennsylvania in Strasburg at this time, this was February mm. 1983. The daytime highs were in the 40s and 50 degree area and the nighttime lows were about 20s and 30s, so mm. like below freezing. And there was a major snowstorm in the area about 13 days earlier. Mm. So possible explanation, but the f- fact that it this could maybe just happen at the house like how does that explain the restaurant has that, yeah, explain that the prison? can explain how he made a ball of water levitate at, <laughs> at the prison warden and hit him in the chest <laughs> yeah and i mean that also sounds like the kind of thing where if that happens in your house it doesn't happen just once when you know something else create they would be like oh this house yeah every time it <laughs> it snows and then gets warm and then cold again it rains inside right Right. There's also like the the suggestion that stress can be involved. So like, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how Don kind of went into this trance, like triggered by being in prison and yeah. then losing his grandfather and having mm-hmm. to like confront the fact that he was abused mm-hmm. and the reaction to that news or lack of a reaction to that news almost as if like this could be some kind of like like a mass ma- maybe like a mass hysteria kind of thing like a, everybody's yeah, kind like of everybody's like kind of yeah it's weak it's a weak yeah. argument but he does question why no one photographed or videotaped anything or like yeah. call the local news if this was going on for days and days mm-hmm. and but 1983, people didn't have video cameras yet, most people. Right. Uh, and even like a regular, like I remember as a kid, it, like we would have a camera at home, but we didn't always have like film, you know, right. like at the ready. It was like, nah, you bought film before a birthday party or whatever. Right. Yeah. Although I would have gone out to the store and got some film if it was uh, raining inside. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that. The other, you know, people think maybe it was a hoax, but like mm-hmm. don't really have a good way to yeah. explain it. Yeah. And I think it's pretty interesting that there are so many witnesses who really yeah. are not only like ex- credible. Wa- wa- saw it and are credible, but also were like comfortable coming forward like many yeah. years after the incident. I also always find stories where stories more credible where it's like a an occurrence that kind of had a beginning and end Mm. you know where i feel like sometimes you hear about these things and people come forward and they're like and i still have my gifts i still Mm. have my abilities and then they can't prove it or whatever right whereas uh you know for some reason i find it more believable that this happened for like a week and somebody had or you know maybe a few weeks or whatever and it was during this extremely traumatic time that somehow manifested this but then uh you know a a priest came in or a pastor or whatever said it said a few words and whatever was doing was like "Ah, all right not worth it i'm moving on yeah yeah Hmm. very interesting certainly weird Mm, i'll say yeah Uh, do you believe it do you think it happened i have no idea yeah I I think what's so interesting about this is like I've never heard anything. I've never heard a story that's similar. Yeah, to this. I mean you you tease this story to me 
And I was like, why? What do you mean there's a person who could make it rain inside? And there were multiple witnesses. Yeah, it's a very, I, that's another thing that like leads me, gives me more uh, confidence in it being true. It's just like, it's one of those like too weird not to be true right. type things. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. I would have, I'd like to have the power to make it rain inside if I, if I was upset at somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not that useful, but it'd be fun to pull out at parties. <laughs> Just keep people on their toes. Yeah, or when the police come by. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Want to Hear Something Weird? Listen, we're super excited to hear from our listeners. We're on social media at Want to Hear Pod. And uh, really, if you have any feedback, comments, suggestions, you want to email, that'd be great. You can email us at wanttohearpod at gmail.com. And if you want to email us an audio note, we might just play your voice on an upcoming episode. It could be something weird that's happened to you. It could be one of your theories about one of the things we're talking about. We'd to love you. to hear. The sky's the limit. I mean, not the sky's the limit. Don't send like a three hour long rant, but you know, keep it succinct. Want to hear something weird is a Clamor audio production distributed by the Cloud 10 Network, hosted and executive produced by me, Tom Reynolds, and Laura Anderson. Executive produced by Aaron Hilliard, Clamor General Manager, Rich Statter. Associate producer, Ethan Aronson. Post-production supervised by Devin Ruskin. Production assistant, Samara Malik. Special thanks to Sim Sarna and Saiba Krieger at Cloud 10. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.